0: Last week, Americans were shocked as news broke of the potential arrest of former President Donald Trump. Since that time, he has garnered more support than ever, essentially been exonerated of the charges. The situation also just re-exposed our 2 tier justice system and threw a huge spotlight on the criminal weaponization of our courts. Of course, while this is a big story, I do believe it's another way to keep the masses distracted from the real issues we're facing no, not the fake genocide of trans people we're all forced to believe is happening, the real issues, like Russia and China's strengthening relationship and our continuously imploding economy. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host for this episode. Now, I told you guys that because of my intense travel schedule, I'm going to be doing this show about once a week, which means we have a lot of news to get to. We're going to be covering everything from the new law they're trying to pass in Uganda that has captured the attention of the United States government, okay? We're going to be talking about, again, what is going on with our economy, what is going on with Russia and China, because, of course, our reliable media, instead of actually highlighting the fact that our two adversaries, very powerful Russia a nuclear power, is uh, you know strengthening their relationship, China and Russia are, instead of focusing in on that, what is our media focused in on? LGBTQ propaganda and the fake arrest of Donald Trump. it's an absolute madhouse. but as always, we are going to cover it all here. Now before we jump into the show, please remember that it is powered funded, supported by you guys. I really appreciate it every single time you leave a like, a share, a comment on the videos here on YouTube or rumble. Another way to support the show is by heading over to my subscribe star where you guys can see some of the behind the scenes work that I'm doing. And you also get access to direct messaging with me. If you guys don't want to support in that way, Another great way to do so is by going and leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I know we're not the biggest fans of Apple, but you can also find the podcast on Spotify, Google Play, my website, sassisofficial.com. But going on Apple Podcasts uh, just helps us grow in the charts. So if you do like the show, please go leave a five-star review over there. I do read every single one. And I appreciate all of them, the good ones, the bad ones, the in-between. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show always. Now let's jump straight into the bombshell news that broke last Friday. As everybody was getting ready to enjoy their weekend, it was about Friday night at 6 p.m. This headline from Fox News dropped, reports Donald Trump may be arrested next week. The Manhattan DA's office has asked for a meeting with law enforcement ahead of a potential Trump indictment, Fox News first reported. And again, investigators seeking charges over payments made to porn star Stormy Daniels before the 2016 presidential race. Who was ready for Stormy Daniels to never make an appearance in the public again? Who was ready to never have to hear the dumb name Stormy Daniels again? I sure was. But here she is making her reappearance like an STD that just won't go away. Stormy Daniels has reappeared. So that is what the Manhattan DA was trying to bring forth. Uh, They invited Trump to testify before a grand jury, which is often an indication that indictments are imminent. Quote, the Manhattan DA's office has asked for a meeting with law enforcement ahead of potential Trump indictment. Uh, Again, this is coming from a Fox News source from the courts. And that dropped last Friday. Now, since then, we saw a plethora of news headlines like this one from the Daily Mail, NYPD and Secret Service to meet today for talks on major security undertaking before Trump's looming arrest as cops set up barriers around Manhattan courts. And that was reported this past Monday. We did see those barriers being set up. We saw the huge media gaggle that was just waiting for Michael Cohen to come out of the court or, you know, the potential district attorney to come out and make statements or Donald Trump to be arrested and taken away in handcuffs. Uh, but again, too, we have seen just like this entire cycle of insanity with this from Fox News. Manhattan DA gets pummeled for a possible Trump indictment, impossible to overstate Mr. Bragg's bad judgment. Now, the prosecutor's name is Alvin Bragg, and he has come under a lot of fire for proposing the potential arrest and indictment of Donald Trump. Because since that time, Homeboy has gotten more popular than ever. Now, the these deep fake photos of Donald Trump being arrested were circulating. And the left wing was just licking their lips. They were just so excited. They were just, you know, waiting for these pictures to come out. And they really thought that they were real. So you have the left wing here that was cheering on the potential arrest of a political candidate, because keep in mind, 2024 is well underway. And Donald Trump is currently campaigning to be president. A lot of people making the point of why is it that the Biden administration is going after a political candidate that that seems like a Not a good thing. It seems like the weaponization of our justice system, it seems like we are once again exposing just how politically corrupt our entire country has become. You know, I was reading a little bit about the Constitution over the past couple of days and what the term rule of law means. Now, rule of law means that nobody is above the law in the United States of America, not the American citizens, not the people in our government, not the president of the United States. And I was reading this and I was thinking, that's really funny that that's the definition of rule of law and that this is the basis of our constitution, right? That nobody is above the law, that we are a society and a country founded upon our laws and our constitution. It's really interesting just to see how far we have devolved from 1776 to 2023. We have Joe Biden in office. GOP Oversight Committee has verifiable uh, Chinese deposits to, I believe, three Biden family members. We have Hunter Biden, who was on the board of Burisma in Ukraine. A lot of, uh, you know, allegations going around that Hunter was essentially paid off by foreign governments for access to his father, Joe Biden, who is the current president of the United States. Just, you know, like to put things in layman's terms for those of us who maybe have no idea um, how corrupt the administration in office currently is. So all of this arrest news breaks. And my immediately my immediate thought is, okay, this is just a distraction, a distraction from what, for example, Uh, you know, memes are a great way of telling the truth. There's actually somebody, I I can't remember his name off the top of my head, and I can't believe I don't have the story here in the show. I will bring it up in my time because this is actually a very big thing. But this man, this uh, Trump supporter was making memes back in 2016, basically clowning Clinton supporters and saying, to vote the easiest way, text this number, blah, blah, blah. Nobody texted, texted the number. It was a meme. It was a joke. He is now in court and they're trying to put him away for life because he made a meme about Hillary Clinton and how dumb the left is. Sorry to go off on that segue there. That's just something else that's going on in the United States that we should be focused in on, that we are not focused in on because the media is too busy slobbering over Trump's potential arrest. That's not going to happen, by the way. It was supposed to happen today. It was supposed to happen yesterday, actually. Those were when the first reports were coming out because Donald Trump came forward and said, oh, I'm going to be arrested next Tuesday. And then everyone was saying it's going to happen on Wednesday. Guess what? It is 10 p.m. on Wednesday Wednesday. March 22nd, and Donald Trump has not been arrested. Now it's being pushed to next week. By the way, um, Donald Trump can give himself over to the courts he can you know uh make himself present so he doesn't have to go and actually be arrested it doesn't have to be a whole thing so again the media keeping us distracted with this just clown show when in reality our banking system is still collapsing our economy is still imploding russia and china are strengthening their ties and their bonds and it's much more sinister Than just me phrasing it in that way. We'll get into that here in a moment. But I saw this meme and it's Dr. Evil on his phone saying the banking system is collapsing. And then I can't remember her name right now, uh, but basically like his, his assistant being like, arrest Donald Trump. So it's just absolutely hilarious to me because this is essentially our modern day government, right? We have, an economy imploding. We have a dementia-ridden president that has no idea what's going on. He's an international laughingstock. We have an open border. Uh, we have... Real issues like rising crime in progressive cities nationwide, uh, corrupt Soros-funded DAs that allow these criminals to run rampant on the street. But what are we all focused in on? We're all focused in on the uh, arrest of Donald Trump that didn't need to be happening. Uh, By the way, I believe this was a previous misdemeanor charge that they were trying to bring up to a felony. And this happened back in 2016. So this isn't new, right? This isn't like, oh, Donald Trump committed a new fake crime that we're trying to put him in jail for. No, this is old stuff that they're digging up because New York district attorneys don't have anything better to do. It's not like people are getting pummeled to death on the streets of New York every single day. It's not like you have um, the city spending billions of dollars on illegal immigrants that are basically being paid by the taxpayers to stay in five-star hotels. We'll be getting into that a little bit later. No, the New York prosecutors want to focus in on Donald Trump, because our justice system is an absolute clown show. Now, while the media was focusing on that, this is something that was happening um, earlier. I believe this was actually last week. What you guys are seeing here is the meeting of Putin, leader of Russia, and Xi Jinping, leader of China. A lot of people watched this video and said, this signals the end of the Western world as we know it. This signals the end of the United States. Superpower. power. You have these two leaders meeting up, and what is the United States focused in on? LGBTQ propaganda. Destroying our country internally. I've said it a thousand times before, and I'll say it a thousand times again. The United States is a very strong country. It has to be imploded from within. That's exactly what's happening. And our entire government, instead of focusing on, in on this, Our entire media, instead of focusing in on the strengthening ties internationally, is focused on the fake arrest of Donald Trump that, again, as of now is not happening. Trump going to turn himself in. People are already speculating, too, that he's going to get his own camera crew and make a big thing out of it for himself because he's already garnered so much support because of the progressive leftist attack on this man. Now, what's happening with our economy? What should the media be focused in on? Maybe the fact that the Fed announced the ninth straight interest rate hike of 25 basis points. Here's what will get more expensive. This broke today from CNBC. The Feds did hike those interest rates once again, and um, auto financing, credit cards, student loans, all of those interest rates are going to be going up which means it's going to cost you more money to take out a loan, which means the loans that you already have in an economy that's already hard enough to keep up with because everything is more expensive, you're now going to be owing more money. So good luck to everybody. Uh, From CNBC, again, they uh, reported on this previously, if another rate hike does occur, which it did, the cost of borrowing could increase throughout 2023, driving up the cost of loans, auto financing, and credit card debt. For some borrowers, interest rates on loans have nearly doubled in the last year, increasing the burden for consumers, reeling from high inflation. So if you thought the economy was bad, it's only going to get worse, my friends. But again, what is the media focused in on? Uh, Trump not being arraigned this week, Trump atten- uh, potentially being arrested, which, uh, like I said, he is not going to be arraigned this week. That was just a bunch of media distraction. Um, Secret Service potentially making plans for his surrender and appearance in New York court next week. So we will keep you updated on that. Trump realizing this is an absolute clown show going on Truth Social and posting this Fox News headline that reads, sources say there's a real chance the DA may choose not to charge Trump as rumors swirl. And to be quite honest with you, I doubt he's going to charge Trump because guess what? Um, The indictment, the charges that they were trying to bring forth have already basically been destroyed. This came out today. Breaking new bombshell document destroys Manhattan DA's case against Trump. 2018 letter from Michael Cohen's lawyer to the FEC declares Cohen used his own personal fund to pay Stormy Daniels. Not party to transaction, did not reimburse Cohen for payment. It's over. So basically they were trying to say that Donald Trump was using campaign funds to pay off Stormy Daniels. And that was the entire basis of this complete, ridiculous, politically motivated indictment. And there you go. It's already been debunked. So do you think that the D.A., especially after seeing things like this again from Fox News, Trump raises one point five million dollars for his presidential campaign since warning of arrest in looming New York City indictment? This happened last Friday. It's Wednesday. It's been Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, six days. Homeboy raised one point five million dollars. Good job to the progressive left for once again owning themselves, for once again taking the biggest L we have ever seen. Many people as well bringing forward the obvious truth that Trump is going to win in a landslide victory if indicted. This was first stated, not first stated, but stated most notably by Elon Musk last Friday. Now, I wanted to talk about DeSantis's response to this as well, because DeSantis basically came out and said, uh, you know, we're not going to get involved in this. Uh, his direct quote, we are not involved in this, won't be involved in this. It's a manufactured crisis by a Soros-funded district attorney. Um, he says he spent his time on issues that actually matter to people, and he's fighting for Floridians. Now, when I first saw his response to this, my immediately re- immediate reaction was, okay, so DeSantis saying he's not getting involved means he's not going to extradite Donald Trump to New York. A lot of people were saying that uh, Ron DeSantis did have the power to stop this corrupt district attorney from going and getting Donald Trump and forcing him to go to New York for this clown show trial, right? Um, So a lot of people saying Ron DeSantis has a real chance to say, I'm not extraditing Trump. Uh, This is political persecution of a political opponent of Joe Biden's and it's ridiculous. I thought that his statement was quite weak. And to be quite honest, this new announcement has only made Donald Trump more popular. I like DeSantis a lot, but I'm going to tell you guys now, I'm all in for Trump 2024. And let me tell you guys why. Because I understand that a lot of us are still upset with Trump about his reaction to COVID-19, the vaccinations, the lockdowns. Um, January 6th, these were very big issues. So trust me on that one when I say I'm not going to stop reporting on that and calling out Trump regarding this. However, Donald Trump still individually is one of the most effective people at exposing not only the media but our corrupt politician our politicians our two tier justice system and let me explain how now donald trump has been djing at mar-a-lago all right he's been golfing he's been chilling he's been doing a campaign here or there but overall he hasn't really been in the spotlight that much right now without him doing anything this corrupt Manhattan district attorney went after him. The media continues to report on him. The left cannot help themselves. They have to attack Donald Trump because they hate him that much. And Donald Trump single-handedly has continued to expose all of these people without even doing anything because he is that powerful and he is that hated by the left wing that he doesn't even have to do anything. And I like Ron DeSantis a lot, but I don't think that Ron DeSantis has that power yet. Donald Trump is still so hated that single-handedly by doing nothing continues to expose the corruption in our justice system, the corruption in our government, how we essentially live in a banana republic where we have the elected leaders in office politically persecuting a political opponent. I thought this was the United States of America. And then you have the entire media cheering it on and focused in on that instead of what's really happening internationally. So to be quite honest with you, that's power, all right? That is a lot of power that Donald Trump has to expose all of these people just by existing and I don't think that Ron DeSantis is there yet. Also, like I have said previously, I think that Ron DeSantis is an extremely powerful governor and I do put more power in governors and in the individual states than I do for the president. Remember back in 2020, Was Donald Trump able to go and stop the 100 nights of rioting in Portland, Oregon? No. Why is that? Because the people of Portland, the government of Portland, were like, oh, this is fine. We're going to go ahead and, uh, you know, keep letting this happen. Look at what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida right now. He is pushing back against the indoctrination of Florida children. He is saying, hey, if you have drag queen story time and you bring your child to this, the, um... Venue that hosted this is going to be losing their liquor license. He has been cracking down on illegal immigration in that state. He has done a very good job for Florida. And I think that that is a very powerful thing. So it's not that I'm anti DeSantis, but I think that Donald Trump still has a lot of energy and a lot of backing and the ability to single handedly with not even without even trying expose all of the corruption in our government. He is still that hated. And I think that needs to be utilized because it's such a powerful thing. Homeboys not even doing anything. Former presidents just in Mar-a-Lago, drinking a damn Sprite, eating a McDonald's Big Mac, boom, gets indicted. But what? And then the American people are just sitting back like, is this really happening? Ron DeSantis in Florida doing an incredible job as governor over there, fortifying that state. I think it's too early for him to run. That's my genuine thought on the matter. Now, let me criticize Trump really quickly, and then we'll get into the real news. Like I said, uh, Donald Trump did call for people to protest last week when the news of his indictment broke. He says, it's time we are a nation in steep decline being led into World War Three by a crooked politician who doesn't even know he's alive, but who is surrounded by evil and sinister people. Uh, he basically called for his supporters to protest. And a lot of people caught this out and were like, are you out of your mind? Do you remember what happened the last time he protested for you, Donald Trump? Jacob Chansley, the Q shaman, who did nothing wrong on January 6th, called for peace, is rotting in jail right now. There are so many January 6th defendants who were targeted by our government and put in jail. And then Donald Trump has the audacity to call for them to go protest for him after, by the way, not exonerating them. He was still in office. He could have said, hey, all of the nonviolent January 6th defendants. You are being pardoned. And he didn't do that. So there's my criticism for Trump on that matter. And like I said, I do think that he is still the strongest candidate for 2024. However, he has a lot to work on. And I will continue to call out all of the discrepancies that I am seeing come out of his campaign. Uh, Another thing that I wanted to talk about as well was... His increasing attacks on Ron DeSantis, it's making him look quite weak, if I'm honest. He continues to go after uh, DeSantis, calling him Ron DeSanctimonious, you know, pulling up old, ridiculous things about DeSantis partying with underage girls. It's, It's a bunch of nonsense. And to be quite honest, it makes him look weak. It makes him look threatened. And the reason why Donald Trump is so powerful is because he was viewed as a strong leader who didn't give a damn and who was not threatened by anybody. But Ron DeSantis is a threat to him. And I think, like I said, DeSantis would be a strong candidate, but I, I think that he would be better served or you know, serving as the governor of Florida for all of the points that I just brought forth. Or maybe even a vice president. I I don't know. That would be a powerhouse duo. Okay. Donald Trump and DeSantis in the White House would be like 24 hours in this country's back on track. All right. Also to um Here was the imagery in front of that Manhattan criminal courthouse last week, or actually, I believe that was earlier this week on Monday. It's all media there and like one or two protesters. This is a sham. It's a joke. Now let's get into the real news. What's our government focused in on? Let's listen to um, John Kirby here talking about our foreign policy. What is our government focused in on here? Let's listen.
1: And President Biden has been... Uh, nothing but consistent uh, about his uh, belief, foundational belief, in, in human rights. And LGBTQ plus rights are human rights. Uh, and uh, we, again, back to the earlier question, are never going to shy away, be bashful about speaking up for those rights and for uh, uh, for individuals to live as they deem fit, as they want to live. And that's something that's a core part of our foreign policy, and, and it will remain so.
0: Okay, so LGBTQ rights are a core part of our foreign policy. Uh, This is from John Kirby, who is a part of our Department of Defense. It just, you know, that's great. That's just, it's truly incredible to see that. That's what the US government is focused in on. Uh, Meanwhile, what was going on? Uh, Let me play you the clip again, if you're just joined. Yeah, we have Putin and Xi Jinping. Russia and China strengthening those relations, strengthening those ties. And what is John Kirby? What is the White House? What is the United States government that's currently in power focused in on LGBTQ rights? Are you freaking kidding me? It's an absolute joke. Now, Peter Ducey did bring forth the strengthening relationships between Russia and China and asked the, the, the legitimate question. Why did Joe Biden let this happen? This was John Kirby's response.
2: It seems like this, uh, these two superpowers are teaming up now against the U.S. Why did President Biden let this happen?
1: These are two countries that have long chafed, as I said to Jeff, long chafed um, at U.S. leadership around the world um, and uh, and the network of alliances and partnerships that we have. This is not this is not something that. Uh, these two countries just cooked up since President Biden got elected. But, but it is he, something that they have been. Since he's to, been
2: president, he has talked tough. He tried to pressure Putin and Xi uh, to act right or risk their standing on the world stage. Does he see now that they don't
1: care? I think if you ask a lot of Russians, they certainly care. I mean, this the, their economy is is uh, barely being propped up by. some
0: OK, so there's John Kirby making excuses for the entire Biden administration. And Peter Ducey makes a very important point there, right? Uh, he basically comes forward and says, yeah, Biden threatened Putin and Xi and said that, uh, uh, you know, if they continue on the way that they are, it's really going to weaken their place on the world stage. No, the only people who are suffering on the world stage is the United States citizens, is the country of the USA. We are the international laughing stock here. Almost every single day now, you have videos of Joe Biden coming out where whichever audience he's speaking to is just laughing at him because he can't get words out properly. Kamala Harris, don't get me started on Kamala Harris and her weird fascination with Venn diagrams and her inability to speak like a normal adult. She's a joke. So while we're focused in on LGBTQ rights, uh, let's take a peek at... Again, Putin and Xi. Change yeah, is coming that hasn't happened in 100 years. We are driving
3: he together. We agree. These men here, new friends.
0: They shake hands, have a safe journey, and then Putin walked Xi, his new friend, to, to, be to be the car post meeting. And I believe that they were in talks for three days. Uh, talking about, again, their strengthening relationship. And by the way, too, uh, I'm going to read this entire thread for you so we can understand the importance of this meeting, so we can understand what's really taking place across seas while the United States continues to crumble in every way, shape, or form because we are not being faced with just one issue but a multitude of issues. The red-headed libertarian on Twitter did the best thread on this. So we're going to read this here for you guys so we can understand the weight of what is currently happening. She says, probably the most important story happening right now has gotten virtually no attention. So let's give it some. Saudi Arabia and Iran, Sunni and Shiite Muslim are sworn enemies. Yet China just brokered a peace deal between them, China. But wait, there's more. Saudi Arabia is talking about settling their oil trades in the one, replacing the dollar, This is in spite of being allied with the U.S. But I'm not done yet. There is also discussion of Saudi Arabia and Iran joining the BRICS alliance, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. But Josie, what are the consequences of that? She says that would mean all of the major oil-producing countries in the world would be part of the same alliance. These countries also make up half of the global population. Again, that's Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And I imagine there would be a level of protection safeguarding Iran from American invasion. Most apparent, there is no need or room for the US in this new bo- news. New Boys Club. There is no seat at the table of this super alliance. For those who cannot see the catastrophe the deep state has made of our country, our values, and our global status, who take our Bill of Rights for granted, spend all the time and resources prosecuting political dissenters, and victimize themselves over sins they never experienced because they have it so damn good, they sit there and make up ways to self-exploit. I just don't think there is any saving these people." So uh, again, she goes on to make the point that uh, we are all focused in on that Trump indictment while Saudi Arabia is thinking about trading their oil with China's currency. China and Russia continue to strengthen their bond. Saudi Arabia and Iran thinking of joining the BRICS alliance, the major oil producing countries of the world, uh, basically forming their own club and the United States being in no way, shape or form a part of that. So that's probably what we should be focused in on here. That's probably what our media should be highlighting. But no, what are we focused in on? Um, Our intelligence agencies are weaponized against us, the American citizen, targeting us. Uh, LGBTQ rights is our biggest issue for some reason. Josh Hawley puts it best uh, because, again, for some reason, we're all focused in on the arrest of Donald Trump this week. Uh, the Democrats used the FBI against parents. They use the FBI against Catholics. They use big tech against vaccine critics and anyone who questioned them. Now they want to arrest Trump, their leading political opponent. They are the Banana Republic Party. So not only do the United States citizens have to worry about the increased threat of World War III nuclear war because we continue to fund Ukraine, by the way. We continue to fund the proxy war overseas where we are essentially protecting Ukraine's border with our taxpayer dollars by the billions while our own border is wide open. And again, if you are new here and you are new to the Russia-Ukraine situation, there were U.S.-funded bio labs on the border of Russia, and they did not like that. There was regime change back in 2014 under Obama in Russia where the United States went in and uh, they, they messed with the governments over there, and Russia didn't like that. The United States is involved with NATO that continues to encroach on Russia's border via Ukraine. Russia doesn't like that. Russia, though, when they defend their border, is seen as public enemy number one. And I guess I could see why with the modern day United States, because we're all about open borders now. We don't believe in borders. Anybody can go to the U.S. border right now and go watch hundreds of thousands of people walking across the border every single day. So I guess that's why Russia's bad. Because they are trying to retain the sovereignty of their nation. They're trying to, uh, you know, actually protect their borders from foreign adversaries. Meanwhile, in the United States, we just let uh, everyone run rampant. And then our our media just parrots this propaganda every single day. Um, Weird segue here, but speaking of our media, remember the Rolling Stone uh, reporter, or no, the Rolling Stone reported that ABC producer James Meek had gone missing. This was last year. I had reported on it and everyone was like, oh, it's really weird timing that this uh, reporter went missing. Well, just a quick update on that, just to, again, highlight our media, because not only is the United States under attack and have, has to worry about foreign adversaries, we also have to worry about our intelligence agencies, our own government and our own media targeting and lying to us and about us. So. The Rolling Stone reported that ABC producer James Meek had gone missing. Editor-in-chief Noah Shaddam, formerly of the Daily Beast, deliberately edited out of the story that he was under investigation for child sex abuse because he was friends with him. So just a little insight into uh, who our media is, who they cover for, pedophiles, rapists, um, cocaine addicts like Hunter Biden. That's what the United States media is focused in on. And then uh, let's take a peek again at our government. Blinken announces $331 million in humanitarian aid to Ethiopia. That's right, guys. Our Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, announced Wednesday that the United States will send $331 million in humanitarian aid to Ethiopia. This funding will provide life-saving support to those displaced and affected by conflict, drought, and food insecurity in Ethiopia. So uh, apparently 12 million is from the State Department Bureau of Population, Refugees and Migration, and more than 319 million is from the U.S. Agency for International Development. In um, layman's terms, that 331 million is coming out of your pocket. Good job, guys. Ethiopia, that's our number one concern in the United States government. Let's go ahead now and go to our press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, for Some of the other things that we should be concerned about internationally, because I will give props where props are due, KJP did call out some of the international issues that are happening, so the White House, not not all just focused in on Trump's arrest. Let's let's take a peek at what they're focused on internationally. We have grave concerns with the passage
2: of the Anti-Homosexuality Act, AHA, by the Parliament of Uganda yesterday and increasing violence targeting LGBTQI persons, if the AHA is signed into law and enacted, it would impinge upon universal human rights, jeopardize progress in the fight against HIV AIDS, deter tourism and invest in Uganda and damage Uganda's international reputation. The bill is one of the most extreme anti-LGBTQI laws.
0: Enough. Not Uganda's international reputation being degraded. Oh gosh, that's so horrible. Yes, my friends, is Karine Jean Pierre focused in on Russia and China's strengthening relationship, on our imploding economy, our open borders, crime rates rising, the Chinese spying on us via TikTok. No. She's focused on um, the anti-gay bill out of Uganda. And I-, I wanna make this point too, because she said that if the US sanctions or you know puts economic sanctions on Uganda, it's really gonna impact the population over there and the fight against AIDS. But if you actually read the bill uh, in the version approved by lawmakers, the offense of aggravated homosexuality now carries the death penalty. Aggravated homosexuality applies in cases of sex relations Involving those infected with HIV, as well as minors and other categories of vulnerable people. According to the bill, a suspect convicted of attempted aggravated homosexuality can be jailed for 14 years. And the offense of attempted homosexuality is punishable by up to 10 years. The offense of homosexuality, punishable by life imprisonment, the same punishment prescribed in a colonial era penal code, criminalizing sex acts against the order of nature. And that's really interesting because... Um, Gringing Pierre said that if Uganda goes through with this law, then the U.S. won't be able to help them fight AIDS. But if I'm being honest here, I think that the best way to fight against AIDS is by uh, making homosexuality legal. I, I don't know. It just seems kind of like the bill would help with AIDS more than the U.S.'s involvement and their push for more homosexuality on that country would. I don't know. Now, again, I don't think that people should be jailed for being homosexuals. But to all of the LGBTQ activists in the United States who scream and cry about how oppressed you are, go to Uganda and then tell me you're oppressed here in the U.S. Yeah, that's what I thought. Shut your mouths. Let's also take a peek at what's going on. Uh, The U.S. government focused in on North Korea's Kim Jong-un calling for a nuclear attack. Preparedness on the U.S. for South Korea? Oh, yeah, no. Did, Did you guys hear about that one today? No. It was just the arrest of Donald Trump. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting what our media prioritizes. Interesting what our government prioritizes. Gay people in Uganda being put in jail. Not North Korea um, calling for nuclear attack preparedness against the United States. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has called on his country to be ready to launch a nuclear attack to deter war as he accused the U.S. and South Korea of carrying out military drills with American nuclear assets, according to state media. Now, I just think that this is an interesting headline. I'm not trying to, you know, fear monger around nuclear war with North Korea, but they are a nuclear power. And um, based on the new boys club that we just reported on that is being created, you think North Korea, maybe, you know, who, which already has ties to China would be a part of that. North Korea that has nuclear capabilities. The US right now is just being straight up kicked off of our world superpower pedestal. It's not good. This is what happens when you put diversity, equity, and inclusion at the forefront. This is what happens when you put funding a proxy war in Ukraine at the forefront. Let's take another peek at what John Kirby and our government are focused in on, by the way, um, regarding the Russia-Ukraine war. Uh,
1: that if... Coming out of this meeting, there's some sort of call for a ceasefire. Well, that's just going to be unacceptable because all that's going to do, Mike, is ratify Russia's conquest to date. All that's going to do.
0: So there you guys go. You have a uh, White House official coming forth and saying that a ceasefire in Ukraine is absolutely unacceptable. And why is that? Why is that, guys? Is it because we care about Ukrainians? It's because we care about the lives lost over there. Which, by the way, yeah, I do feel bad for the Ukrainian citizens that are being affected by the corrupt decisions by their own leader and our leaders. But do you think that's what John Kirby's referring to? Saving lives? No. He's saying that calling for a ceasefire is unacceptable because the military industrial complex can't profit off of peace. The government, which has stock in a lot of these companies, can't profit if they're not selling arms to foreign countries. If they're not laundering our money via Ukraine, it's not very lucrative for them, guys. Sure, it's your sons and daughters that are going to go and die. Um, but, you know, if that means that our corrupt officials get an extra million or billion in their bank accounts, it's all OK. So John Kirby saying that a, a ceasefire is absolutely unacceptable. He's focused in on Russia and Ukraine. And uh, what happened here in the United States today? Uh, there was a shooting at one of Denver's largest public high schools today. A student shot two adults. Uh, By the way, per Greg Price, in June of 2020, during the George Floyd riots, the school board voted to remove resource officers from all schools in the name of equity. A lot of people that are anti-gun like to bring up the argument of, oh, if you're really pro-life, then you have to be pro-gun because so many guns have killed children. It's like, yeah, no, how do you stop A bad guy with a gun. A good guy with a gun. We've seen that time and time again. What's to stop a mass shooter from going to a gun-free zone and killing people? Knowing that he can't be deterred. Knowing that no one's going to be able to fight back and shoot back. Nothing. So that's what happened in the United States of America today. Prayers over to Denver for the madman who may or may not show up on an FBI watch list you know that was previously on that the FBI just refused to act upon I don't know if this school shooter was but that just seems to be a pattern that we see the government specifically the FBI or the CIA being involved with mass shooters knowing that they're threats but then just not really doing anything until a mass shooting happens and then they're like oh wow that's crazy (laughs) imagine if we like did our jobs and uh You know, uh, took the the threat that he was making to shoot people up more seriously. That's crazy. By the way, guys, um, going back to Ukraine, we're sending another $350 million in weapons and equipment to Ukraine via our latest package. The United States will send Ukraine another 350 million in military assistance, including more missiles and air defense ammunition, the Biden administration announced on Monday. Now, let's not forget that CBS documentary that I believe was since taken down, where they tracked where a lot of these arms to Ukraine are going to, and they're ending up on the black market, crazy enough. They're ending up in other countries, crazy enough. Hmm, crazy. So while Ukraine is getting another, you know, 300 million, another, you know, 100 billion there, million there to Ukraine. Um the US taxpayer is also paying for the illegal immigrants that are breaking into our country every single day. From the New York Post, illegal immigration to cost New Yorkers 10 billion dollars in 2023. President Biden's poorest border policies are expected to cost New York taxpayers nearly $10 billion in 2023. The Conservative Federation for American Immigration Reform's March study found that New Yorkers will pay $9.9 billion, all told, for various federal, state, and local government programs that serve more than 1 million illegal immigrants and asylum-seeking migrants in the empire state. New York taxpayers will shell out 4.65 4.65 billion for educated related expenses, 3.5 billion for health care and welfare expenditures, including food assistance programs, and 1.75 billion for costs related to immigration related law enforcement, such as uh, caring for unaccompanied minors. It also estimates that the border crisis is costing U.S. taxpayers more than $150 billion annually, a 30% jump since their study in 2017. Uh, the estimate was offset by around $31 billion in taxes collected from illegal aliens. So uh, to those of you in the chat who might be like, "Well, illegal aliens also pay their taxes, not enough to afford all of the illegal immigrants that are coming across this country. So anyways, guys, if your ta- hard-earned taxpayer dollars aren't going across seas to Ukraine, they're going to illegal immigrants that have recently broken into our country. But we'll look to our vice president. Let's check in on what she's up to to see, um, again, what our government's focused in on. You guys are so good. You guys are so good. You played hard.
2: You played to the very last second.
0: There's Kamala at you March Madness.
2: You so, so proud
0: talking you to these grown
2: athletes you are smart
3: you are My children
2: disciplined. you put everything you had into the game great you job know, that's kamala. what it's about right until the last minute you guys did that yes
0: so there was kamala harris at march madness last week because kamala was having a fun time at a basketball game joe biden is having a fun time at his beach house in delaware every single weekend Taxpayer funded, by the way. And uh, our entire country continues to implode. No, I'm not happy to report that. Now, branching off into Kamala and uh, women's rights, because that's another thing under attack in the United States of America, let's take a peek at another thing the media has refused to cover. From the post millennial, trans identified biological male wins women's cycling event in New York, towers over second, third place competitors on the podium. At the Randalls Island. Circuit number three, transgender athlete Tiffany Thomas was seen at the top of the podium while two women followed in second and third place. Now, you think that Kamala Harris, of all people, right, uh, a fellow female, would be standing up for women's rights. At least do something, Kamala. We know that you're completely inept at the border policy. We know that they don't. the, the Biden administration, whoever is in charge, is not sending you overseas because you're a laughingstock and you don't have enough brain cells to understand international policy, but at least you're at home, maybe protect the, the, you know, your fellow women. No. What is Kamala Harris again, focused in on? Oh, sending Dylan Mulvaney a letter congratulating him on being a woman. Dear Dylan, I send you my warmest greetings as you celebrate your... Wait, I have to do it in a Kamala voice. 365 days of living authentically. Oh, I can't even do a Kamala voice. I don't even... I can't do the crackle properly and I can't do her horrific laugh. I'll practice it. She basically talks... Uh, about how courageous Dylan is for sharing his story of being a woman and all the incredible progress that they've made as the LGBTQI plus community is struggling for true equity and equality against hate and discrimination in the United States, you guys, you know, Uganda really just passed a law saying if you are gay, you go to jail, and you could potentially die. But it really is the gay people in the United States of America that are oppressed. And it really is our female vice president that instead of fighting for women's rights, because there are women across this entire nation that are being raped by men in women's prison, that are um, getting their scholarships and their Sports overtaken by men that are getting their right to privacy, security, and safety impeded upon by biological men. You think that at the very least, Kamala Harris could get that right. But no, she really is that horrific of a person, of a politician. Well, I guess she's an A politician because we all know politicians, uh, the job description actually reads um, try to destroy the United States as fast as possible. Also, profit off of the American taxpayer while not listening to them or speaking for them in any way, shape, or form. You own them. That's what the average politician thinks their job description is. But again, remember that it is the United States citizens that are in charge, and our government should fear us. But the government is focused in on um, changing your kids' gender. Uh, Rachel Levine, who is our, what, health, secretary says that um, changing kids' genders will soon be fully embraced. Wheels will turn on this. Levine also said gender-affirming care for minors had the highest support of the Biden administration. So that is what this administration is focused in on, genital mutilation for your kids. Uh, Meanwhile, let's take a peek back at New York since they've been in the news so much. Under Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's leadership in New York City, prosecutors have been forced to toss out 69% of criminal cases, even though shootings rose by 102% and murders rose by 51% between 2019 and 2020. This comes from the New York Post. And again, Charlie Kirk tweeted this out with once again highlighting that he wants to be the first prosecutor ever to arrest a former U.S. president. But that's the absolute state of New York City. If you're white in New York City, good luck to you. Because this is what it's like for you over there. If you're not getting uh, brutally beaten by gangs, you don't even have to be white for that one. It's just, you know, you could be any race, really. Uh, if you're not getting brutally beaten by gangs, stabbed, attacked, uh, murdered, looted, robbed, this is what's happening to you on the New York subways.
3: Take them back to Europe with y'all. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is a black
0: racist man, raiding a white family with their yeah, small child. Yeah. Shut
3: up, your ugly body. You nasty-ass mutating, permutating, corrugating, mediating skin, skin skin. Shut up, your body don't even last long enough. I'm gonna look younger than him by the time he's my age. I don't care about those ugly-ass kids in your race. Shut up. fucking Fuck plastic-ass body little, debilitated, innervated, emasculated people, incapacitated, indisposed, emaciated, attenuated, tenuous body. I don't care about you. Shut up, you white monkey. You a dog in this country. You're a fucking dog. You're nothing over here. You are a dog. Shut up. I'm black American. I'm over you.
0: So there you guys go. That's what life is like in New York City. Now, I'm also going to call out the rampant racism in this clip. And highlight the fact that if this was a white man that was berating a white, a black family with their black child. If this was a white man calling a black family as they peacefully sat on the subway monkeys that they are nothing in this country and screaming at them violently and calling them every name in the book. Green Jean-Pierre would be number one to speak out against this. Joe Biden would have already had a press conference about it. CNN would have made it their top story. But because it's a white family, not only are they probably too scared to even push back against this person because they will be persecuted and prosecuted to the full extent of the law, this gentleman most likely would have been for protecting his family, which by the way, my own personal opinion, I think that the father in this situation was absolutely weak. If that's how you protect your family, to be quite honest, to me, that's pathetic. But I also understand the repercussions of a white man protecting his family in the United States of America, the slander that he would come under from the media, from our own corrupt administration. But that's what it's like to live in New York. That is modern day America. Black supremacy is running rampant. I've said this for the past couple of years now. It's probably one of my hottest takes that we don't have a white supremacy problem in this country. We have a black supremacy problem, and that is exactly what I'm talking about. What I am talking about is minority populations getting a free pass to commit crimes across this entire nation. Is us dumbing down the education system in the name of diversity, equity, and inclusion instead of challenging our American students and teaching them to have perseverance and a work ethic? we are dumbing down everything in society for minority populations, and then they're allowed to go run rampant in the streets and attack white people, call them monkeys, call them subhuman with zero repercussion. It's disgusting. Black supremacy problem. If you think that I'm racist for saying that, please let me know down in the comments why you think so. I would love to know, I'd love to have this debate because everything that I've seen, and again, I'm not saying that all of black America is bad, There are uh, many incredible black Americans, but specifically with minority communities, we have issue with them. You know, Hispanic people with gangs. Black communities with the crime rates we could sit here all day and go through all the statistics of minority communities and we have an issue. We need to call it out because it's a problem and it is just festering and getting worse and worse in this country because we're not allowed to call it out because you are not allowed to not even not allowed to, but because we have corrupt uh, district attorneys that instead of prosecuting criminals in New York City are going after Donald Trump for some fake trumped up charge from 2016. Now, speaking of diversity hires, we're going to pop back over to Corinne Jean-Pierre who was schooled the other day by an African reporter, Simon Atiba, He is a part of the White House press pool, and he called Karin Jean-Pierre out because she never calls on him. Now, what happened to the most inclusive and diverse administration in office not calling on a Black reporter from Africa seems pretty discriminatory to me. And why hasn't Corinne Jean-Pierre called on Simon? Because he pushes back against all of the fake narratives that the Biden administration tries to push, and he finally got tired the other day of green Jean Pierre, and I quote, he said, "Making a mockery of the First Amendment," and he called her out. Watch this incredible clip.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. You're right. You're here for me. So for me. No, 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 no. That's not. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this.
0: You've been against me and against
3: some people in the briefing. And I'm saying that this is the U.S., this
1: is sure. not China, this is not Russia, this is not Russia. Okay. What you are doing, you are making a monkey sure. of sure,
3: the first Amendment. please, foreign, please. It's been seven months you've not called on me. Right. not my messages. I'm saying that that's not right.
2: That's not right. Sometimes welcome guys. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the press briefing room. Okay.
3: let it go.
0: Are we ready? Are we going to behave? are going to behave this entire administration talks to adults like their children because this entire administration is so inept and incompetent that that's the the basic level of education that they have is that of a child which is why they talk like children which is why they treat other adults like children it's an absolute joke good on simon for calling out this yeah this is just straight up socialist, this communist, okay, that is trampling on the Constitution, that is trampling on the First Amendment, and Simon's right to ask questions. It's an absolute joke that Corinne Jean-Pierre does not call on every single reporter. And the reason why she doesn't is because she cannot actually answer questions off the top of her head. She has no idea what's going on in this country. It's why every single press briefing, she is reading off of a script. It's why we have seen um, with a lot of the bigger situations in the United States of America. She has just stumbled and mumbled and tried to figure out her way, uh, you know, to answer specific questions. She has no idea. She's just straight up at this point, just saying, yeah, I'm not going to answer that question when it comes to Hunter Biden, when it comes to our economy, when it comes to real legitimate questions about Biden's comments on, I don't even know, like I could give you so many examples of Green Jean-Pierre just being like an absolute buffoon and making a mockery, like Simon said, of The first amendment now because Simon had the audacity to push back against the White House against the press secretary this is what she had to say after oh and also too I love that the other reporters are screaming decorum decorum please please we have to be nice to each other we have to be professional shut the hell up Shut up. From the mainstream media that was the most unprofessional, annoying, just straight up, like, dumb under Donald Trump. Y'all really want to call for decorum when for four damn years I had to listen to Jim Acosta bitch and moan about Donald Trump and bring up fake propaganda and fake allegations? You want to call for decorum when for four damn years we had the media freaking slandering innocent Americans like Kyle Rittenhouse as white supremacists When you had the White House press pool screaming at Donald Trump and Kayleigh, um McEnany as freaking like, 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 they were freaking jackals. Like, they were savage animals. Shut up. Just shut up. Karine Jean-Pierre can't handle the heat, so get out of the damn press room. This was her response after Simon had the audacity to push back against Her Royal Highness Karine Jean-Pierre, our number one diversity hire, actually number two behind Kamala Harris. My bad, guys.
2: Always, always respect that. But what I will not, what I will not appreciate is disrespecting your colleagues and disrespecting guests who are here to talk, who were here to talk about an incredibly important issue, which is mental health, and what has just occurred this last 10-15 minutes is unacceptable. It's con- it, it is unacceptable. So we're going to. So we're either going to continue the briefing, or we can just end the briefing right here.
0: It's unacceptable. It's just unacceptable and disrespectful that you would ask for me to to, to call on you for a question. I can't believe that as the press secretary, you're screaming at me because I'm not doing my job. And I only call on the pre-approved reporters that I know how to respond to. Like, Simon, you can't just scream questions at me because I wasn't briefed on the question you were going to ask. So I don't know how to respond to it. Okay? It's just disrespectful. That's Corinne Jean-Pierre. She's a freaking joke, bro. And then... Uh, Simon put out on his Twitter that later that day, the White House uh, basically put out what was this? This is from the uh, White House Correspondents Association that says, dear colleagues, please have decorum, 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 decorum. Be nice to each other. We can't have acting. We can't have actions like that. We can't have people screaming in the press pool." And then, oh, my gosh, this is the biggest joke of them all. Um, we had a White House correspondent for the AP, Zeke Miller, apologizing to Karine Jean-Pierre. Because Simon Taba had the audacity to ask her a question and call her out for, again, her refusal to call on people who have real questions. And just listen to what he has to say. It's such a damn joke.
1: First, a quick moment of personal privilege here. I just want to express uh, our apologies to the press corps, to the folks watching at home for the display we saw earlier. Our responsibility is to them. We're here to ask
2: questions on their behalf, to hold their government accountable, because they can't all be here. Uh, this, is, this isn't about us.
0: This man in a face mask had the audacity to say that we are here on behalf of the American people who can't be here, and this isn't about us. We are here to ask the questions and hold the government accountable. Really, Zeke, really? So you're there to hold the government accountable? So where's the accountability? I'm waiting, I'll die waiting. If I waited, if I fasted, right? If I was like, I will not eat until the mainstream media holds the government accountable in the press pool. I would die of starvation. I would look like a malnourished African child because it's, it doesn't happen. It's never gonna happen. And the fact that this man is wearing a face mask tells you all, you need to know about what's going on in his head, nothing. His brain cells are committing suicide as we speak because they would rather die than live in this empty shell of a brain. Simon tweets out this White House correspondent Zeke Miller for AP is a disgrace to the First Amendment in journalism. He believes he's better than me, but he's not. He apologized to Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre today for discriminating against me for seven months. In the past seven months, as I sat behind him, I watched him ask those questions at every press briefing. He became entitled, believing that he's better than those who get no questions. This is insane. Simon, you keep doing you. You are absolutely incredible. And you are one of my favorite people in the press pool because you are trying to ask the real questions. Unlike Zeke Miller, who um, is asking the pre-approved questions given to him by the current uh, authoritarian government in office. (sighs) The Babylon Bee came out with a really great headline that I'm going to calm myself down with. Because thinking about all of the government corruption that is currently happening and what our media is focused in on, the Donald Trump arrest, uh, versus what they should be focused in on, international relations and all the other issues that I just laid forward. It's just a freaking, it's a joke to me and it makes me upset. So here is the Babylon Bee with some comedic relief for us. Um, Their latest headline reads, Instead of traditional warfare, Chinese military will now be trained to shout wrong pronouns at American troops. And that is just so fitting. You know, it's a joke, but um, is it really a joke? Is it? To be quite honest with you, that's probably all it would take from China or Russia to bring down the entire United States. Remember that Russia was putting out anti-American ads that centered around a child asking Santa, please, I don't want my parents to make me gay. And then Santa came and gave him a two-parent household with a mom and a dad and gave them toys that were for a boy. That's how Russia is attacking the U.S. because Russia, similarly, similarly to China, knows that the United States is a joke, knows that we are running ourselves into the ground, that we don't have a real leader, that our priorities are not straight and that we're focused in on all of this fake LGBTQ propaganda when there are real issues that are impacting not only this country, but the entire world. So um, there you guys go. Now, some good news that came out of last week because I can't just hit you all with the bad stuff. Dr. Fauci got deliciously, amazingly, incredibly owned and destroyed by... Americans, as he and Muriel Bowser, the mayor of D.C., track down the unvaccinated. And I watched this video and my first initial response was, one, why are they tracking down the unvaccinated? Who the hell does Dr. Fauci think he is? Like, this man needs to be stopped. Number two, this is why our corrupt D.C. officials do not actually go out and speak to the American public. This is a two minute clip, but we are going to play it in its entirety because it is amazing. It is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay, we're going to watch the whole thing because watching Dr. Fauci get destroyed by an average American is just chef's kiss. Beautiful. I love to see it. Watch this clip.
3: People in America are not settled with the information that's been given to us right now. So I'm not going to be lining up, taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. And then you all create a shot in miraculous time. It takes years to but create vaccination. T- 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 well, it, it used to take years. OK, yeah. Yeah. it used to, it, it, you know it used to how, take years. You
1: know how many years we're invested in this in this approach? About 20 years of science to get us to be able to do it. years is not quickly.
3: enough. And nine yeah. months is definitely not no. enough for nobody to be taking no vaccination that yeah. you all came up with. The only yeah. reason I'm talking to you right now, well, as close well. as we are, is that I've been vaccinated. Right. But if it thousands of people like you don't get vaccinated, you're going to let this virus continue to percolate in this country and in this Something world. Something like the common flu then, right? And, and Basically. Like, it's like like much the the common, more
1: serious though. than
3: the flu. Well, the flu kills a lot of people annually, too. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, know how many people now. died
1: of the flu the last year? I mean, not this year, virtually none, but the previous year, about twenty to 30,000. You know, how many people have died from COVID-19 in the United States? 600,000 Americans. Well,
3: you, well, that, well, the, the number that you all are given that died, that's, that, once again, that's you all's number.
1: You got passed.
3: Yeah, definitely. So uh, when you, because when you start talking about paying people to get vaccinated, when you start talking about incentivizing things to get people vaccinated, there's something else going on with that. Something, yeah. else, something I, else going it on. Is going yeah, on it is something going right. on. You're right. But here. I'm glad millions of people, like me and most everybody here, didn't get in. You know what their incentive was? Protecting their health and protecting the city. Well, but that's well, I, I won't well, keep okay, doing it's anymore. It's okay because my, for, my, uh, my, my incentive, y'all, campaign is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. It's a fear, it's fear, this pandemic.
0: We love to see it, folks. I watched this clip probably 10 times. And the best part about it, too, because this is from a PBS documentary, is that Dr. Fauci and then Muriel Bowser are running away from this man. And it was up to the PBS camera crew to stay there and continue recording this guy. And that's what you heard there at the end where he's like, this is a fear campaign. Your entire administration runs on fear, all this COVID nonsense is run on fear, and I absolutely love to see it. Now, another clip that came out of this documentary, Surrounded Red States, and Dr. Fauci admitting that he wants to break the will of those who refuse to remain unvaccinated, and again, trying to push this narrative that COVID is still a big issue. Watch this.
1: What are we going to do about those other states? Oh my God. They're going to keep the outbreak smoldering in the country. It's so crazy. I mean, they're not doing it because they say they don't want to do it. They're Republicans. They don't like to be told what to do. And we got to break that, you know, unpack that. How
3: you guys doing with vaccine?
0: Um, we got to break that. We got to unpack that. Good luck, Fauci. Come to a red state and try to break our will. Try to break the will of those of us who remain unvaccinated in 2023. We have still, still will, okay? Good luck. We made it through three long years of propaganda. You think you're going to come in and try to break us? You think you're going to try to break us of this mindset? You think that it's red states that are continuing to, um, what did the mayor say, propagate, per- percolate this virus? No, COVID's done. It's done. It doesn't, it's it still, yeah, I'm sure it still exists, right? I'm not going to say it doesn't exist. But everybody's gotten their natural immunity. Those who want to get vaccinated have gotten vaccinated. Those who continue to get their boosters and want to get their boosters can do so. Uh, Herd immunity is very much a thing. COVID's done. It's over with. Enough. Go away, Dr. Fauci. We're done. And the reason why the red states, uh, you know, are pushing back against the vaccine is because of clips like this one. She joins us live in the studio. Alyssa, this really is the calm before the storm. Not again. (laughs) No. Here is a news anchor collapsing. We're going to go ahead and go to break right now going cross-eyed and completely collapsing live on air. Now, I'm not sure if this woman was vaccinated or not, but you know what? I bet you if I looked this up, it would be like, yeah, she was vaccinated. And you know why I know that? Because a lot of these local news stations were forcing their employees to get vaccinated. Uh, But you know why a lot of people are anti-vaccine? Because we've seen athletes collapse. We've seen the FDA fact sheet that was updated for Moderna that said that myocarditis and pericarditis is a side effect. We have seen the fact that the government stopped cost-effective treatment for COVID-19 at the beginning of this pandemic so they could make a quick buck, so they could put people on ventilators and the hospital industry could profit off of it. We saw the billionaires that were created from 2020 to 2022 via the vaccination. We saw the fact that people can get COVID and if they have no underlying or pre-existing conditions, they are fine. We saw the fact that the government shut down gyms said that vitamin D and being in the sun is bad. So you have to stay locked into your house and um, said that obesity played no factor in your mortality rate for COVID-19. And then we also saw the statistic that said that it was 76% of people in hospitals for COVID-19 were morbidly obese. So we don't trust you, Fauci. We don't trust your fake vaccine. We don't trust your fake science. Get out of here. you think the media focused in on that this week? No think the media is going to highlight Dr. Fauci as he continues to be exposed every single day? Because the dam is not breaking. It's broken. All of the truth is coming out. Dr. Fauci is admitting he's wrong. He is being brought forth to a lot of these GOP oversight committees and is being forced to admit that the NIH did fund gain of function research, that Dr. Fauci was involved in, um, you know, kind of diverting the attention away from the fact that he knew that COVID was leaked out of. The Wuhan lab reported on that two podcasts ago. If you missed it. The media is not focused in on any of that. The media is not focused in on one of the biggest criminals in modern U.S. history, Fauci, being exposed every day. No, they're focused in on Ukraine, on LGBTQ nonsense, on fake narratives, on the arrest of Donald Trump, which, to be quite honest with you, I think at this point, Trump wants to happen because it's just garnering him more and more support. But I truly think that, like I said, the left severely overplayed their hand and didn't realize how dumb they're making themselves look and how powerful they have made Donald Trump simply by continuing to attack him, simply by doing this and exposing the two-tier justice system. Now, before we end the show, I want to do a quick news blitz. Speaking of the LGBTQ community, here is... The mother of Jazz Jennings, who is a transgender woman, so biologically a male, tr- turned into a female. TLC did a, a whole show called I Am Jazz about this boy and his transition. And this clip's been going viral. Do you think the media is going to focus in on this one? Listen to what Jazz's mom says about uh, Jazz's surgery. Jazz got the surgery to get his penis inverted and turned into a vagina. Sorry to be graphic. And this is what his mother he's doing to him
2: with her i'm worried about like her mental well-being and her dilation minute she leaves my house we have a
1: dilation problem that That is is a concern when you don't have that watchful eye they tend to go back to old patterns
2: i have woken jazz out of a dead sleep and taken the dilator and put the lubrication on it and said here you take this and you put it in your vagina if not i will but jazz is bad even when i'm home once a day I would be so mad if she goes away to college and that thing seals up. I will wring her neck. Can you imagine?
0: So there you guys go. That is the mother of a transgender girl saying that she gets her dilator, which is the tool used to keep the wound between Jazz's legs where his penis formerly was from closing up. She lubes it up and threatens her now daughter, that she's going to stick it up into her fake vagina to stop it from closing. That's that's the reality of a lot of the transgender community that is not exposed, specifically by our media. They've taken over this country. The government's focus is completely wrong. It's an absolute joke that we even see headlines like this one. Sharks goalie opts not to wear LGBTQ themed warm-up jersey on team's pride night. The Sharks announced earlier Saturday they will tweet pride themed information throughout the game. It's like, why do we have hockey players now having to opt out of wearing pride jerseys? How has the LGBTQ community infiltrated the upper echelons of our government? Everything in our society, major corporations, Hollywood, our TikTok services, our education system, the NHL and sports for crying out loud. They have so much power in this country and we are being degraded and destroyed from within. This is subversion. Our culture is being subverted. What is the easiest way to wage a war against a country without even firing a single shot? It's subverting their culture and our culture is being subverted. We've been taken over. We have been colonized by the LGBTQs. They own this country at this point. That's why our government continues to parrot their nonsense. It's why, again, we're a laughingstock on the international stage because our priorities are out of whack and we're being subverted and we're being destroyed. This is all by design and by, by, you know, plan, basically. It's because we focus in on racism, right? It's the biggest issue in the United States of America. Another headline that was most likely not reported from the post-millennial. Black man arrested over neo-Nazi and lynching graffiti at Black Atlanta church. McIntyre was charged with vandalism to a place of worship and was released the following day. A 60-year-old black man was arrested in Atlanta last month after he allegedly vandalized a historic Baptist church with spray-painted imagery of swastikas as... A hanging. You think the media is going to report on that? No, absolutely not. And by the way, guys, we are seeing a huge spike of Chinese nationals coming across our border. There's been a 900% spike because our border is still a very much a big issue. And who is one of our biggest adversaries that we talked about in this show today? China. Think that this would be an opportune, opportune moment for China to maybe send in some sleeper souls, some spies. Borders wide open. Yeah, send some people from the Chinese government. Go check in on the United States, see how they're doing. Go infiltrate. Go sleep with their uh, congressmen like Eric Swalwell. Go infiltrate their cabinets. Go work for their senators, their governors. Go on in. Borders wide open. They'll The United States will actually pay you to break into the country. So secure, so safe, so glad that our government is focused in on the correct things. Anyways, guys, just a little recap of what we should be focused in on this week. Not the propaganda, not the fake arrest of Donald Trump, but the weaponization of our government, us losing our place on the international stage as a superpower, the attack and indoctrination of your children, our open borders crisis, our rising inflation rates the Federal Reserve, who is slowly and, you know, secretly just continuing to raise those interest rates. Basically, the entirety of this show is reporting on everything the mainstream media refuses to cover. So I thoroughly hope that you have learned something new today and that you've enjoyed this show. Please remember that if you would like to support, you can go to my subscribe star link is down below or go leave that five star review on Apple Podcasts. If you think I'm crazy, let me know. If you think I'm great, let me know. I read every single review. And uh, truly, guys, thank you so much for tuning into another episode. I wouldn't do this show if it wasn't for you guys. It, it really is supported and driven by you. I get tired sometimes, and I'm like, eh, it does it doesn't really matter if I do the show tonight? But you guys make me feel like it matters, and that means the world to me. So thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez, and I'll see you guys next time.